Hey, welcome back to another episode of Talking Chaos. I am the Condor, of course. Nobody else does the show. Nobody else does the intros. I have as many co-hosts and guests on as possible. Nobody else does this. So, like, at this point, for me to tell you who this is, it's really dumb. But again, I am the Condor. <laughs> and I, uh, I have a guest today, uh, Miss Nicole Melnick. Uh, please tell me I pronounced that correctly. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Awesome, awesome. And um, she's uh, an acquaintance, right? Yeah. We met like one time because of a show I put together. Yeah. Uh, You you killed it. You were great. Uh, You have really great stage energy. I really, really like it. Um, Oh, thank you so much. Most people just like stand there and tell jokes and you're like moving across the floor and I'm just like, I like this girl. She's awesome. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but you're kind of a, you're a comedian out of the Lansing scene out of Michigan. Yeah. For those of you that are within listening distance or driving distance of that, check her out. She's doing numerous shows across the state all the time. Um, where can people go to check out shows that you're doing? Oh, man, yeah. Uh, I'm going to be in Lansing a bunch in the area. Um, tomorrow I'm going to be at Midtown Brewery. That's a show run uh, by, uh, by Nick Earl and James Couture. And then on Friday, Black Friday, uh, Nick Earl runs a show at Ozone, which is uh, a really good – I'm going to be there on Friday. And then um, there's two comedy rumbles coming up, one in Ann Arbor and one at Max. And those are run by Brett Hayden. Do definitely check those out. You know what the dates are of the Comedy Rumble shows? Because this episode's going to air a couple weeks after recording, so I'm worried that the the Tomorrow Friday shows, people are going to totally miss. Oh, jeez, that's a good point. Yeah, dude, fix all that in post then, right? (laughs) No, no, I I don't edit anything. I keep it as raw as possible so that the audience knows, like, this is a conversation between me and another human being, and we're going to fuck up and make mistakes, and that's kind of how this goes. Like, that's life. You can't edit the mistakes of life oh my god that's so deep yeah no but that's beautiful I mean, yeah okay that's kind of retarded but yeah <laughs> <laughs> the, i wouldn't the, say deep the december 12th no december 8th and december 18th are the shows of the comedy rumbles the eighth is in at max bar in lansing and uh the one on the 18th is in ann arbor i don't know where that one is no, I think that's this will definitely. I think this will air before those dates. So that's a, those are great shows to promo. Um, again, if you guys happen to miss those shows, check out Comedy Rumble or uh, Ozone Comedy on Facebook. Uh, Perspectively, uh, Brett Hayden and Nick Earls um, produced shows, as far as I know. And I think you're totally yeah. on as far as the names. Um, I've worked with Nick. I haven't worked with Brett. Uh, yeah. They're both really great guys as far as the community is concerned. I love Nick. Nick is my Jon Snow. Yeah. Like that's that's how I refer to that guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> I have a business partner that I was working with doing the comedy shows. And he was even like, hey, man, did you book Nick or, or uh, Jon Snow? <laughs> Yo, he kept fucking his name up it was hilarious <laughs> I was like come on man winter's coming we gotta get this shit right <laughs> winter's coming that's so funny so um so we're gonna talk about drinking uh this episode yeah, yeah. um 
we've done episodes of the podcast before where we talked about like how people, how you kind of get into drinking as a teenager and we're going to brush by that a little bit and move on into like, at what point in your life did you become comfortable drinking? Oh man. Oh gosh. Because like teenage years, it's all about experimentation. It doesn't, you you haven't gotten a grasp of like what your body can handle, what you prefer as far as taste. Instead, it's like, what can I get my hands on? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I totally, I totally do. You know, and I always think that I'm like, Ooh, I have particular tastes. And then uh, there's like a, like a dollar tequila shots. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm not as fucking taste uh concerning as i think i oh are we allowed to curse we're definitely allowed to curse oh yeah for sure yeah this Um, is explicit it's a fucking podcast uh, (laughs) hell yeah it is no dude um yeah geez all within the last couple of years honestly i watched a lot of people make a lot of bad decisions with alcohol and then that'll that'll often help you figure out what your what your limit is and what your gauge is I i knew going into it that i had to keep an eye out and i just kept an eye out and so yeah typically I don't well I was watching I was watching programming earlier this evening that kind of led me to bring this up as a topic and I thought it would be interesting to discuss with somebody else who's relatively my age like I'm 30 how old are you Nicole you gotta be like 20 okay okay I thought you were younger but yeah just until the last couple years did I totally get to the point where I felt comfortable drinking and even then i'm terrified yeah as an adult like everything i can lose everything if i fuck this up in any way (laughs) so apparently back in the 50s it was the first time that people started to clinically examine what it meant to be blackout drunk Okay. Now, according to medical standards, blackout drunk is when your hippocampus stops functioning. Mm -hmm. It just like you hit the off button and your hippocampus just stops forming memories. And that's what blackout drunk is. You don't have to be passed out drunk. Yeah. Blackout drunk is just the you just are are not forming memories. And apparently what would happen is these medical professionals would look into these really ridiculous cases. One of them was a guy who woke up like in a hotel room in Vegas Mm -hmm. in the fifties. And he's like, what the fuck am I doing in Vegas? And he like goes downstairs and they're like, yeah, you checked in last night. And he's like, what the fuck? And he looks in his wallet and there's a receipt from a plane ticket from Cleveland. And what he doesn't remember any of that shit because he was blackout drunk the whole fucking time. And so they don't, they didn't know necessarily what was happening to them until after it happened, until after they pieced all this together. And medical yeah. professionals started to examine this to figure out like, why can't this dude remember what the fuck he did? It's obvious he was drunk, but like, why can't he remember? And that's when they dawned on them that the hippocampus was shutting down completely. And they wouldn't realize until later, like, the hippocampus is responsible for forming memory, et cetera, et cetera. So that would go on to explain that a little bit. But it's just insane to me that, like, we've had alcohol for 
thousands of years. Yeah. And it just, just recently did doctors, medical professionals start to ask the question, so if I drink enough of this stuff, I can't remember shit. Why is that? <laughs> right? <laughs> That's fucking wild. It also seemed absurd to me that it was like only the 50s. Like, I'd have thought experimentation with alcohol would have been like a priority on the list of shit for people to do. Yeah. In the 1860s, like, what 1880s, the fuck were they, 1920s. What were they researching instead? Like, I think bodies, because they didn't know shit about the human body. Oh, geez, that's right. So it took them like a oh, hundred okay. years to fully understand what the fuck is going on with human bodies. Like but colons we, and muscles and getting, all that shit. Have we been getting blackout junk, drunk since like the beginning of time? That's like, we've been doing that. Like as long as we've been able to drink, haven't we? I mean... I want to say, yeah, some groups of people seem to take it a little further. Like, it's very apparent most of Irish history is blackout drunk. Yeah. Oh, God, that's true. And, like, Canada, like, they're probably not drinking a lot of hard liquor. Yeah. Like, apparently, back in the 90s, and you and I were, like, fucking kids then. Yeah. But when people went to college, they didn't drink a lot of liquor. They just drank a lot of beer. It was a lot of keg parties and a lot of like fucking 30 packs or whatever. Yeah. And it's insanely hard to get blackout drunk on beer alone. And so as soon as our generation came along, we were like, yeah, but where's the tequila? Yeah. Like I'm not trying to drink nine, 900 beers. I want two cups. Yeah. Yeah. Grey Goose vodka has less calories in it than beer does. So I want that. (laughs) Can I get a Grey Goose and cranberry juice, please? Yeah, (laughs) hell yeah, dude. Vodka cran, that was my shit. Um, I just wanted to sound like the most pretentious white girl that I could come up with. No, that is... (laughs) That's the perfect white girl drink, dude. Do you have a a hilariously dumb drinking story? Man, you know what? I feel like I'm on the spot. I didn't even... um, no, I get I get blackout and then I, that's oh man I hate it because then people are like you don't remember that and I'm like no I there's a, and it's not even like a good it's yeah, not suddenly even like, cool. everybody has to turn into Sherlock Holmes and they're like yeah. okay what happened what's the last thing that I remember and then yeah. you're like Conan Sir Arthur Conan Doyle writing your own mystery novel that you don't yeah. know you know the ending to but you don't know how you yeah. got here. <laughs> And yeah, oh, dude, one time we went to the bar and uh, I moved my car. Well, we moved my car because I was drinking. So, dude, I like got a cab the next morning thinking like, oh, I'm going to save my, my voice the trouble of, you know, t- t- driving me to the cab. I'll just get a cab or drive me to my car. I'll just get a cab. And then my fucking car wasn't there. I was like, oh, my God, dude, my car got towed. I was still calling like every cab service. But then I was like still kind of drunk from the next morning. So I was like, all right, whatever, I'll figure it out. So I crashed again for a few hours. That's when my buddy texted me like, hey, don't forget we moved your car. Uh, you said your roommate was going to give you a ride in the morning. And then, of course, I like go out to my living room and like my roommate's like in the kitchen because it's like well afternoon at that point. He's like, hey, right, yeah, it's like one o'clock your- in the afternoon. Yeah. He's like, hey, do you want to go get your car? I'm like, how the fuck did everyone remember that I moved my car except for me? Because I don't remember my- moving my car at all. It's a hippocampus. You shut that yeah, bitch dude. down. <laughs> it's crazy, though, dude. Like, 
it's weird to me that your brain would find that like what kind of survival necessity is that like i think it's a a panic toxic response like a, a like your body is responding to being poisoned and it doesn't want you to remember this experience so it's oh, like a safety precaution yeah. like in the same way that like if you tried to take um too many mushrooms yeah there are elements of a hallucinogenic experience that you're going to not remember because parts of your hippocampus were malfunctioning as a as part of like dealing with being poisoned being being toxic at least that's my theory. I'm not a biologist and yeah, all the no, evidence that says that that makes sense. Yeah. In a second, we're going to talk about um, this mushroom that I learned a little bit about. I forget oh, the yeah. name of, but it's a very interesting experience. Nevertheless, um, I got and my first experiences with alcohol were at like 17, 18 years old and I was very nervous and I'm like, like Smirnoff, bottle of Smirnoff. Not like a fifth of vodka, like one of those fucking fruity, sugary drinks in my hand. And I'm nervous just because it's alcohol, just because it's that taboo. Like I didn't want to break the rules. And even after I started smoking weed, I was still like, no, no alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, give me all the weed I can smoke, but I'm not oh, going to yeah. take a shot at tequila. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't until like 28, 29 that I really got comfortable putting myself um, in a situation where I felt vulnerable publicly. And I, I don't, some people deal with that a lot better. Like some people just get uh, happy or lucky and like, yeah boisterous and more social I just become an idiot like I just want to do dumb shit and like fall fall down like I'm not entertaining at all when I'm drunk um the most recent time that I had alcohol was at a friend's house and he poured me a mixed drink like a a shitty margarita right yeah not like a good blended margarita with like lime juice and like fucking ice so it's like half frozen no no no. this is just like a fat ass ice cube some fucking sour mix and some tequila (laughs) and i got about a quarter of the way through it in 45 minutes and i was like i don't even want the rest of this (laughs) (laughs) my girlfriend like downed it in two two glugs she was like you're a pussy It was pretty amazing. Um, I do want to bring up this mushroom that I I learned about. Again, I don't know the name of it, but this dude was talking about it and how certain hallucinogenic mushrooms that are totally legal, totally available to the public, will cause you to become stuck in uh, repetitive motion sickness. Not like motion sickness the way that you would get on an airplane instead this is the sickness of a repeating motion so like this dude talked about dropping his camera 27 times because he couldn't stop he was stuck in a repetitive motion 
He well, dropped his camera. He got up, picked it up, turned to his buddy, said, did I just drop my camera? And then he dropped it again. And he did this 28 oh. times in a row. Oh. He asked his buddy every single time. And his buddy was like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, fuck yeah, stop dude. dropping your camera. <laughs> and I think that that's actually where we come up with insanity. I think that's the primal origin for insanity. That somebody somewhere hundreds of years ago took too many of these stupid mushrooms and got stuck in a room doing the same repetitive motion against their will. Like, like, so people who were looking at him going, dude, what do you do? You're not getting anywhere doing what you're doing. Why are you doing it? And they're like, I can't control it. First off. And second, like, it's a byproduct of this drug. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, Apparently, other mushrooms will make you over-salivate. Yeah. And the same guy that was talking about this repetitive motion sickness was talking about how he looked at his buddy and it looked like he had rabies. Like, he was foaming at the mouth because of over-salivation. And it's it's a symptom of one of these mushrooms. Um, I give these guys mad props for even attempting to eat these fucking things. Yeah. Because if I'm in a situation where I'm salivating to the point where I look like rabies is happening, I'm getting put the fuck down. (laughs) Somebody's going to kill me, whether it's the cops or myself. (laughs) True. Can you imagine the panic? Looking into the mirror and you're just foaming at Fuck the mouth. No, dude. No. Yeah, not okay. Not a not a good day. That's a bad day. <laughs> All of my hallucinating experiences have been pretty okay. Yeah, like, dude, that's what I feel like statistically it can't go on, so I like try to take it pretty easy with it because I've had so many good trips, it's like, dude, I know a bad one's just right around the corner. My fan fell. That was that all that racket oh, that, that just racket. happened. Yeah, that was. I don't know why, but I I have to feel old. Like <laughs> I said, programs the other day in yeah. reference to television shows. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was watching YouTube and I said programs. Holy shit! That's hilarious. My buddy Dave was like, "Dude, you're like two generations too, too. Like that was that was way old. Like that's not even okay." That's amazing. I don't think so. I think I'm I'm probably got some like cognitive issues. Like maybe my hippocampus just refuses to cooperate or something. I don't know. There's a bridge broken. I'm sure of it. <laughs> I think it's a generational thing, though. At some point, we just, like, stop accepting new slang. We're like, nope, what we had is good. I'm not learning anymore. You don't use the the word britches or anything weird like that? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, no? Uh, (laughs) I'm the only one that says shit like britches. (laughs) (laughs) My fucking girlfriend's, like, six feet away, and she's dying right now laughing, thinking about britches. (laughs) It's pretty hilarious. I'm just glad that I have a live audience for the first time. Usually I'm just like in my room of quiet recording this program. Uh, yeah. and 
nobody else is laughing except for me and the guest or co-host, whoever it might be. And, and now I've got like Snickers coming in, which is pretty hilarious. Oh, Snickers. Snickers satisfies. I don't know if you're aware. <laughs> it's not sponsored. Not Snickers, sponsored. if you hear this, let us know. We would we could use the extra dollars, frankly. <laughs> I'm bringing in a whole $50 a month with this podcast. Uh, speaking of which, out there, listeners in the world, if you guys enjoy the show and you want to check out the second half with me and Nicole, Go to patreon.com slash talking chaos and subscribe to that $10 tier. It's going to get you a 48 hour heads up access to all of our episodes and access to the full bush. So if you want to hear us kind of go on and on about nonsense in the other half of the show, check that out. Um, we basically live off of Patreon uh, here at the podcast and uh, it gives me a budget and helps me pay like my phone bill basically this month. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. You, uh, you should send this link to my mom. <laughs> really? She loves yeah. support. She loves supporting like Patreon. Like she tells me all the time. She's like, Oh, I supported someone on Patreon. I'm like, just give me money, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'll, I'll throw you money. If she throws me money, that way everybody's happy. <laughs> Right. Um, but yeah, no, this is dope. Yeah, I've never done anything like this. You're just in your bedroom right now. Yeah, yeah, totally. Just break, sitting in my desk in front of my. Yeah, no, it's cool. I break the fourth wall all the time. Oh, and yeah. the weird part too is that like uh, other episodes of the show, I'm also a bird, so I'm a bird sitting in front of a desk operating oh, nice. this entire show. Yeah, this like bird's just like. Wah. I have. Uh, mm-hmm. I go by the condor, and um, yeah. I have a degree in bird law. So that's cool. Bird law. <laughs> yeah. It's a always sunny in Philadelphia reference that apparently okay. the listeners really enjoy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, Charlie Day goes on and on about bird law in a few episodes. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. That's he like talks the about one, being a bird lawyer. That's like the one show I do watch. I wish I, I wish I was, I wish I got the reference. <laughs> The only episode that I can ever remember is the Pepe Sylvia episode where Charlie loses his goddamn mind in the mail room. Yes. Oh, God, that is a really good episode. Uh, Pepe Sylvia, Pepe Sylvia. I got boxes of Pepe. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of my favorite things in the world, actually. I just yeah. want a giant poster on my wall that says I got boxes of Pepe. <laughs> Maybe I'll put that on our merch store because, like, there's no way that they have a copyright on Pepe, right? But people are gonna think I mean Pepe the meme, so I don't know if that's a good idea. That's That's true, yeah. And and Pepe's racist, right? Isn't that racist? (laughs) There's a soccer player called Pepe, isn't there? I think I think that's a different guy. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Oh, I want to say for sure that there is probably a soccer player named Pepe, but he's okay. not the soccer player that you're thinking of. I'm sure oh, of it. <laughs> that's oh. amazing. Oh my okay. gosh, that's 
I, I can't breathe. I'm, I'm not really ready for that. Oh, that's, that's like saying, like, there's a soccer player named Carlos. Of course there is. Somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, like, there's gotta be. Right, like saying there's a mathematician named Ping. Like, of course. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, back to mushrooms. Have you ever yeah. gone into like a, a muscular fit because of a, a substance that you had ingested? Oh my gosh, no. You never had like a sudden onset of like dance moves that you couldn't... Over, like overcome you just no, you went into what? a dance yeah. fit <laughs> yeah here's the thing i always feel like i'm i'm seconds away from a dance fit like even just like regular sober I feel like I've always got you're it. seconds away from dancing yeah yeah i'm one dead mouse beat away from dancing myself i, I don't I, i'm right there with you honestly yeah. i can't lie like one, I can't, who dances to Skrillex? I was going to say Skrillex, but like, how do you dance to that? Somebody asked me that the other day. Like, how the fuck do you dance to that? Yeah, I don't, they would just do a lot of, you do, I think they do that, yeah. No, because that's that like, ints, 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 ints music, right? Right, but how do you Skrillex is that? like weird wobble bases. So like if somebody tried to dance yeah. to that, I'd be afraid that they'd be outbreaking an epileptic seizure, like yeah. grand mal seizure. Like somebody get a medical professional to help deal with this. Yeah. Turn the music off. <laughs> Why are we you know still listening happened, to this? That happened at Bonnaroo though. There was a girl and she was like, this guy is freaking out. And then the guard came over to us and then he like it turned out he was actually died. having a seizure. Yeah, he was just, yeah. No, he was fine. He was just like he was. He was just freaking out. They were just like, no, oh, no. It's just how he, he is. wasn't. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I was worried was that like actual medical tip. attention wasn't was needed. No, luckily, no. But one of the performers fell off the stage. That was wild. No, I don't think it was drug related. I, I have it. family that lives in um, the town Bonnaroo is held in Manchester, Tennessee. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I have a cousin named Goober who oh, lives nice. right outside of the, uh, the, the like farm area that they have. Yeah. At. yeah. 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 Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Goober. We call him Goob for short. Called Goob. Um, yeah, he's, goob. he's Bruce Jr. But that seemed a lot for these Tennessean folk to yeah. say all at once. So Goob it was. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, nope, you're Goober. He's an ex Navy veteran who could kill people, and we call him Goober. That's hilarious. Like, that's the embodiment of every cartoon character that I've ever seen. Like, they're, they're it might as well be called Elmer. Like, are you kidding mm-hmm. me? Except Elmer with a southern accent would have been strange. Like, Trying to say Wesley Wabbit with a southern accent. I don't even want to try. What? Well, what's the, what accent does he have? No, it's just a lisp, right? It's like a. Yeah, I think it's a lisp. Okay. It's He's odd that we've to be- navigated to the speech patterns of our favorite cartoon characters. <laughs> <laughs> does he have a lisp? I think he does. I think he does. I think he does. Did you have really like? Do you have any absurd favorite characters growing up in television or pop culture? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, no, for me, good. Jeez. 90, 97 to like to probably 2000, like 
17. I was really into Buffy the Vampire Slayer live action, that TV show. Yeah, that's it, pretty bad. I can understand yeah. why you would use that when I say embarrassing. Yeah, it is. It's the, it's the, I, I, I've like full recall of like entire episodes. And then it's like, as an adult, I'm like, what do I do with that? It's like, no, you just have it in your old noggin. You go on Jeopardy or you have arguments with people at (laughs) Comic-Con. Yeah, dude, I literally just signed up for every trivia. I'm like, no, I'm going to ace it. Last time I brought like 10 of my friends and they were like, we don't watch the show. I'm like, no, you don't have to. I got this. How many seasons of Buffy are there? There were, there were seven. So it's 144 episodes. (laughs) You know how many episodes there are? That's insane. (laughs) Each season got 22 episodes, but the first season only got 12 because it was a mid-season replacement. Oh, was it? What did it replace? Do you know? Oh, gosh. I wish I did. That would be really cool Uh, trivia. What a bummer. That's such a bummer that you don't know that particular trivia question. I wonder, yeah, what show got fucking the axe and then Buffy came in and saved the day. That's how I imagine that in, in network history. What show did Buffy stake in the heart to replace? <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, man. I bet you could look it up, too. I'll look it up and I'll... Well, oh, if you guys want to find out what show Buffy axed in order to... Uh, to, to to, right to be a show, yeah, like, check out the other half of this show. We're going to call it good for the trimmed portion of the episode. Uh, thank oh, yeah. you guys for uh, listening this week, and we'll see you next week on Talking Chaos. Mm-hmm.